0: welcome to in the field radio 91.3 fm wvkr poughkeepsie independent radio i'm aaron boogie here with miss lady d what's going on we've really got to record that
1: yes
0: (laughs) so we could just hit play yes
1: but what happens
0: like if i'm in a different mood next week they're not gonna be able to hear it maybe we could do a couple different takes We'll do like the angry intro, the aggressive intro, the sad intro. Yo, what's up? (laughs) Tune in or else. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, we always go so left. I love it. It's what makes the show what it is. All right. Speaking of going left, I have an update and I don't want to say I told y'all. So, All right. What did you say last week? Okay, so we were talking about the Robin Hood fiasco with the GameStop stocks. And I had expressed my opinion that free trade is an amazing thing, but responsibly. And that people could potentially get in over their heads and bad things could happen. Mm -hmm. It happened. It happened before this. But it happened. So this actually happened in June, but a kid woke up and saw that he had a negative negative seven hundred and thirty. Thousand dollar balance on Robinhood. He was 20 oh. years old. He reached out to them. No one got back to him. He panicked and he committed suicide.
1: Oh my God. A day
0: after he died, Robinhood reached back out to him to say that whatever he had in his account, because again, like I said last week, disclaimer, I am not familiar with the stock market. It is over my head, which is why right. I'm not on the Robinhood app. Um, it turned out that he had enough to cover the balance and he actually didn't owe anything. So now his family brought a wrongful death suit against Robinhood. And since then, Robinhood has changed their customer service policies.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: And one of the things that they're alleging in the suit is that the app allows people who are not um, well-versed in the stock market to begin trading on the stock market and to take big risks. Right. And that if you're going to allow that, you're going to have to have because what they didn't
1: have actual people in the customer service or no
0: and now so he sends an email and called and couldn't get anybody and now they have a like a live support team so that way if you did panic and reach out that mm-hmm. you'll get a live person
1: now didn't they start limiting like what you can do like if you're a a new trader like i thought they started limiting how many shares you can buy of certain things so i'm just trying to figure out how they determine whether somebody's experienced or, or inexperienced. Not. yeah
0: that's something that we'll have to look into yeah we'll look into and provide a, a third update but i well, don't want my I
1: significant other just <laughs> got on there and bought oh, no uh what did you he say
0: he, he bought like five hundred dollars worth of cryptocurrency of some sort and uh so I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. So now it's like really pertinent to your personal life. Yeah. To, to invest like, in. I hope that works out for you. I'm not doing that. Yeah. But, you know. No, if you feel overwhelmed, I would suggest that you get with a financial advisor. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> moving on. Next. Next. Um Let's talk about the children in the area because... It's concerning.
1: Yeah, man. Hug your babies.
0: Now, what happened? You said, and I saw it briefly, but I didn't see the details. I'm not sure if you did. But the uh, little girl was kidnapped from Poughkeepsie. Yes, a little girl
1: was kidnapped from Poughkeepsie. And I mean, a few days later, I ended up seeing, you know, she was found and they got her back. But it Thank was God. because everybody, you know, came together, put the the pictures out, the posts out and everything. And they got her back. So who
0: ended up kidnapping her? Did you see, was it like family related or, um, it didn't seem like it was family related. That's even scarier. Um, but
1: I didn't see what happened. That's kind of scary for me. I didn't want to, yeah. I didn't want to look at it. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I got kids that I care about. And well, I think
0: it's even scarier that if, especially if it was a, if it was a person that was unknown to the child, that's even scarier to think that that could happen here close to home. Yeah. I mean, it was bothering me. I'm,
1: everybody's at home now you know but when the kids of poughkeepsie go to school it was just so many of them walking Walking, it's like a walking district yep and unattended they got these nice shoes and nice things and all that and i'm like yo uh, is this safe like my kid would not be walking by themselves out here
0: that's how i feel and then the newberg case felt like an episode of law and order So what happened in Newburgh? I didn't see this. They didn't release a lot of details in the beginning. And I haven't seen any other details. Um, I'm guessing it's, it's because they're investigating still. Yeah. But a little boy who was, I'm pretty sure, I believe he was seven years old, was brought to the hospital four hours after he was deceased for he w- he had they believed that at the time that he had died of malnutrition so obviously pending an autopsy oh, um man. and they he had signs of being shackled on his legs yeah what? so the person they did not say who the caregiver was they didn't say if it was family stranger foster parents they didn't indicate that um but that there was other children in the home
1: that were not, and that
0: he was in school. Oh no! So I don't know. Like, I guess if if it was like, I don't understand how there could be like other kids in the house, and you just like pick which one you are gonna shackle and starve. First of all, that's my thing. So like, I guess I would really be interested to hear what what condition the other children were in. Yeah. But then also, it kind of highlights the fact that you know these kids are not in school. So, and those are usually like where you catch things like that,
1: where a kid shows up, Mark, whatever. Yeah. It like happened to me. I mean, I got popped because I had a party while my dad was at work and he popped me in the mouth and but it was like right before I went to school. Yeah. So now my lip is busted. Yeah. And I
0: show up and, and they got questions.
1: Yes. And that happens. So it's
0: like it's also a place where kids that like where parents maybe don't have enough to feed them every, you know, three square meals a day, three square meals a day every day where they go to get three square meals a day right and so that's not happening now and then it's also a place where kids that are being abused go for their you know whatever they in school for six hours a day yeah you know that's six hours a day that they're not at home with their abuser
1: yeah so that's so sad
0: yeah but
1: there are people in the community i guess i would like to point out that are you know making programs for kids um we have a really good county uh legislator i think barrington atkins he made the tying it all together program like a bunch of kids learned how to tie ties that's um, adorable project color they're so and you know rebuilding our children and communities with sitar we love them and so. she
0: feeds the kids during the summer too
1: yeah they they had a whole camp and everything yeah. so just if you are struggling with what the heck am i gonna do about this all these hours a day you know there are those resources. yeah there are things that we're doing in the community to help out and uh it takes a village
0: you know what maybe we could uh, highlight on our website we could get them all together like just and do a post with what are some of the resources that we do have out here yeah we're because i know do there's that. there's some in Newburgh and stuff too so it would be good to for all to different highlight. areas yeah um, and you know what if you are a resource let, let us, us know. know we'll put you up there Alright, so we're going to get into some music now and then we'll come back. We got Pony Capri who's a UK female UK rapper by way of Atlanta. Oh, we love that. Yeah. Ooh, that we get a lot hot. of love from the UK. Yeah, So, check that out and we'll be back. Okay, so talk a little bit about growing up in London.
2: Oh, wow. Um, so, I lived there my whole life. Um, I'm in East London. Um... Okay, it's such a broad question. What do you want to know? What was your household like growing up? Okay, so growing up, my mother's from Ghana, my dad is from Jamaica, and they met in the UK because, you know, England is so multicultural, especially London. Um, And there was five of us living at home. So, you know, four sisters, one brother, mum and dad. um, Happy home, mostly. We used to have so many parties at home. People used to call us the madhouse. (laughs) because we were just running around and like it was really really fun and exciting at home like literally we have such so many cousins and uncles and aunts and we had parties every other month and people would come down for them and then once a year if it would be christmas or in the summer we'll have these huge barbecues that like literally the town will be talking about. Us kids had to go and knock on all our neighbors' doors from like the whole street down round the block and let everybody know, listen, we're having our annual party, there's gonna be a lot of noise, maybe some trash, but we will be picking up the trash from the streets. And I remember that People used to get so drunk, they used to come to our house and have these parties and get so drunk that we have to like, the next day us kids would go down picking up all the litter off the streets like around the block, it was insane, we had mental house parties but um, yeah so we lived in a house, my parents worked really hard, my mum was a nurse but she wasn't like a, a medical grade nurse, she was like a nurse, more like a care home nurse Mm-hmm. In the hospital, but the carer type, and my dad worked for Ford's, um, but we had four sisters and we all stayed in the same bedroom. Like when I look at it now, I'm like, well, how did we all do that? Like how was all four of us in one room? Like <laughs> you know? thinking back, I'm like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, but, yeah, that's how it was. But at the time of the kid, you did not think about that. Like four of you sleeping in the same bedroom. My brother had his room, my parents had theirs, and then we all shared. But that was growing up. But my parents divorced when I was 10 or 11 years old. Um, And things changed a lot in the household. Um, Yeah, my mum, all the pressure was on her raising us all. Um, Yeah, that's how I grew up.
0: And then you got into, you started playing the organ at age four, and the flute at age yeah, four. yeah. So what happened? So my mum, not knowing the difference between the piano and
2: the organ, she thought the organ was the p- I sweat out. She didn't know, she didn't know the difference. <laughs> That's why I'm playing a random instrument called the organ. So I remember we went into our town centre because I I just think this is a clear memory. We went into our town centre and the music shop. And she was like, oh, I want to give you some lessons because you can see all the keyboards and stuff. So the only person that was available was an organ teacher. So my mom's like, yeah, okay, that's what we're doing. We're getting an organ. Got organ in the house. Started playing from four years old. All of us started playing instruments because she thought it would be good for us to get into a good school. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have instruments and things like that. So yeah, it's so random. (laughs) Can you still play the organ and the flute? Yeah, I still have the keyboard. I had the flute. I started the flute when I was 10. I started the recorder first, like we call it primary school. Yep. You call it elementary. Yep. Um, yeah, so I started playing the, fl- the recorder. Then I moved on to the flute when I was like 10. Um, and I carried on playing until like six, 18, probably. But by then I kind of, I was falling off because I was rapping and I couldn't concentrate on flute scales and stuff like that so I was really slacking but yeah I read music I can write music I oh, wow. can do all of that stuff yeah
0: <laughs> and then so then when you were a teenager you got into a seven-man rap group like how does that yeah how you transition from like organ and flute to like <laughs> the I think I was about 13 years old my cousin came
2: over and he was like I want to be a rapper come rap with me you should rap and like we were kids and I was like okay hell yeah So he gave me some CDs and I was like, okay, I'm going to be a rapper because I love music. Like, I love playing the organ and performing for my mum and her friends on the weekend. That's what I used to do. I said i will be a rapper. My cousin said he's going to be a rapper with me. He never rapped a day in his life Mm. after that day of saying he's going to be a rapper with me. And it just stuck with me since he said that. Um, So then one of my besties, Jennifer, was like, okay, we're going to be rapping together, Caramel and Pony. Um, she didn't stick it out Um, and then, I don't know how I even met these guys oh, okay, this is how I met them I met them at another house party so my sister, I had a crazy upbringing, my older sister, she's like 12 years older than me she moved out pretty early as a teenager and got her own place, maybe because there's four of us in one bedroom but she used to have to babysit us Mm
0: -hmm. so she would
2: take us to all these parties as kids so we were like these little kids in these big teenagers drunk parties running around like it was it was mad and then I met this guy at a party that lived in her apartment block and then we became friends And he's like, oh I rap too hey that's why I ended up with them guys
0: <laughs> and so that's where your name came from
2: yeah so one of the guys I was at his mum's house he's like we're gonna call you pony little pony because you know my little pony and I've always been so small. I'm only 5'3 now, fully grown. So I was probably like <laughs> 4'11 then. you know.
0: So they gave me the name Little Pony.
2: So yeah, that's how I got my name.
0: So then when did you end up coming to the United States? Was that recently? or was Yeah,
2: you know? yeah
0: it's, it's a recent thing.
2: But I started coming here when I was 17 um, by myself. Funnily enough, I said my mum allowed me and my sister. I have another sister who's one year older than me. Mm -hmm. Um, She allowed us to travel by ourselves across the world at 17 years old She's like, okay, you want to go to America? Bye Safe travels By ourselves, just networking with people We thought we were old enough, grown enough, knew the world We thought we could do everything at that age Um, So that's how I started coming here and building relationships and stuff like
0: that And what artists were you listening to around that time when you first started getting into rapping? Um, 50 Cent, totally Obsessed with them,
2: Little Wayne. Yeah, Little Wayne, D12, Eminem, Wu Tang Clan were huge in Europe.
0: Yes, they're still huge over there, right?
2: Yeah, they are. They're still legendary. Yeah, in Europe, but they were like gods to us as growing up kids. Like when I saw Method Man in New York, I almost I was starstruck. Was the only person that's made me really like nervous, Method Man and Jay Z. The only two stars I kind of like shit myself with.
0: When I met Method Man, that same thing happened to me. So he's my oh, yeah? favorite of all time ever. And I oh. like randomly came up on him in New York City, and I started yeah. screaming and jumping up and down like I couldn't. Right.
2: <laughs> it's something about him. Oh my god! But now yeah. you got going to
0: tell me about meeting Jay Z because I need to hear that story. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't even know how to start with that. I didn't
2: really meet Jay Z. I kind of infringed on his public space, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> I knew where he was staying because I know people that know him. This was like when I was really young though. Yeah. I can I can blame myself for that. And I knew where he was staying, so I kind of chased him down this hotel. He didn't throw me out, but he just kind of like, security, yo, what are these what's going on? This is a private location. And then they moved from that hotel the next day. That's so epic. So terrified to even talk to him. Like his presence alone was just
0: oh, well and then you got to work with Lil Wayne? Yes. So how did yes. that happen? So were you in the suite with him? Was that like an email thing? Like I've got like a
2: double story of Little Wayne. So the first time with Little Wayne, they were looking for it to sign a female artist and I totally blew the opportunity. Oh no. Yeah, I totally blew it because as I said, I was young. I was in America with some friends. They didn't know who Little Wayne was. They were British, and he hadn't really made it overseas. But because I was a rap head, I knew exactly who he was. So when his tour bus pulled over, they were like, "Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I rap." Blah 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 blah. I'm like, come to the studio tonight. So I planned to go to the studio. My friends were like, "We ain't going to no damn studio on vacation. We're in Miami. We're going to the club. We're gonna go meet some guys. We're gonna go do whatever, you know." Mm-hmm. So they left me in the hotel and went partying and I didn't know, I was like not confident enough. It was me and my sister to go by myself to meet little Wayne in the studio. I was terrified, like some things people think is easy but it's not, you get nervous, you know? Yeah. You're like, I've got this big opportunity with this person, I need my girls with me, I need some backup, I can't go by myself. So I didn't go and I waited for them to get back and they got back like two in the morning was like okay, let's go to the studio now. We're like, oh no, we ain't gonna go. So I drove, and by the time I drove there, he had passed out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had totally passed out. And um, his producer Diesel, he's a guy that did um, Lollipop, like his biggest one of his biggest hits. He was there, and we just became friends from that. Like we're still really good friends now. But that's not how the feature came. Now. Fast forward year or two later, so I was in Jay Z again studio. I actually, made it into Jay Z studio this time, but I didn't meet Jay Z, but he was there. But we were in the same studio, and I was working in one of the rooms with one of his producers. We took a picture and we posted it on Facebook, and they tagged me in the picture. And then somebody saw that picture, saw my tag, and then reached out and they were like, "Listen, we're looking for. I want to send you my producer. I want to send you some beats." Mm-hmm. He sent me a whole bunch of beats, and then on one of the beats, I was listening through Little Wayne's verse was on the beat. I was like, "Hold on, is that Little Wayne on the track? Is that Little Wayne on the track? That's crazy!" Like he didn't even tell me. Yeah. So um, I was like, "Okay, that's the beat I want. I want the one with Little Wayne on it." So I did my version. I sent it to him, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, great," because Little Wayne they wanted to do this song. They wanted a female artist on it. And they didn't like the other girl, what she did. So send yours in and see what happens. I did it, didn't hear anything back. Getting off the train in Romford to get on the bus back home to my mum's house where I was living. And then I got a phone call from one of my DJ friends in, in England. He's like, oh my God, congratulations on a little Wayne feature. I'm like, huh? He goes, yeah, it came on my feet today. I saw it online. Congratulations. That's big news that you won his mixtape. I was like, oh my gosh, he put it out. So that's how that happened.
0: And so they didn't yeah. warn you ahead of time, nothing? No.
2: <laughs> it was released. And my DJs, you know when they get like DJ, you probably get tons of blasts, media blasts of yes. new songs out and stuff like, right. So he got one of those from Little Wave camp. Brand mm. new record,
0: and then you also linked with Turbo the Great.
2: Yeah, yeah. Was that like an Atlanta was...
0: thing or? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, yeah, so I was in Atlanta. I was at a studio called Loud House Studios. So I engineer a lot of my own music and record at home. So one of the engineer guys had the hookup with all the plugins and setting up your computer, right? Like he's like one of them tech guys that you go sit with and he hooks you up on the low you know, you ain't paying the thousand; you pay the Lolo. So he, I was getting hooked up, and then there was a whole bunch of producers there. And, and Turbo was one of them. But this was before the hit, so he was just it was just a regular producer, but you know, up and coming, like most of us. Yeah. Um, and he was there right there, and he was like, "Yeah, Yo, what you got?" And I played some music. It's like, work right now. Let's record. Let's do something now. So he we went straight into the other studio booth and just started working. We recorded a couple songs. He sent me some more beats. We just started working from then and built a friendship over that period of time. So it was like a random, just a random situation that he happened to be the one that ended up blowing up.
0: That's so funny. That's such a good time to get in with somebody.
2: Right. Yeah, it is.
0: So what producer would you like to collab with in the future? Southside. I love uh, anything you make.
2: Just fire to me because it's kind of hardcore but he just has these droning beats like they just get into your head
0: we're very producer focused on our show me and my co-host we both date oh the we always have to give like shine to the producers too
2: oh that's so dope I love that and Michael made it as well because he can do yes. the rap and he can do the pop and even DJ Mustard as well because he's doing some
0: real interesting sounds. And then it, who would your dream collab be, artist or producer, if you could collaborate with anyone all time? You know what's so funny? I've listened to an interview by 50 Cent. Was it 50? Oh, God, girl, don't listen to me.
2: Someone said, someone said today, yeah, that if you do a feature with Drake, your career is going to skyrocket. So, Drake. <laughs>
0: But that is such a good answer because it's so true. A, f- a feature right. from Drake, like, everyone's looking for what Drake is doing. And he's definitely helped a lot of people skyrocket. Yeah. By, by little jumping little on baby. stuff. Yep, exactly. The first or, one he, I heard was through Drake. Yes. No, he's done a lot for a lot of independent um, producers and artists. So that's mm-hmm. a good answer.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: And what's your recording process like in the studio? I'm a strange one, I like to be by myself
2: I really I like to be in isolation mm-hmm. I like to, I like it to be daytime So I like to work from home This is how I start, I like to work from home My home studio, I like it to be Daytime, I like to see the light outside I need peace, I need no disturbances Just vibe and I freestyle It all out now, I don't really write Like I used to just sit down and write But now I'm also freestyle And get a vibe and then do one bar at a time yeah that's how i do it and then after i get that locked um i'll redo the whole song again
0: when you're in a studio what are some things that you need in order to set the vibe for me sunlight i need
2: to record at home in the daytime and in silence i don't like a whole bunch of people around me Mm -hmm. once i've got a song locked down i can go into a studio and then it's like yeah i'm gonna show y'all what i'm gonna do and then i don't mind if there's like 20 50 people there i don't care because i i know exactly what i want and then I like that attention. Everyone does it differently, right? Like when I was in the studio, I was in the studio with um, Young Thug, Turbo, Gunner, all of them, and they were recording with like a party going on. That's probably the best way to put it. All around them, lots of people, lots of everything. And then they recorded. I'm like, how? I, even, yo, I don't even understand how y'all are doing this. It's like, this is just how we like it. We just like the, the vibe. I'm like, oh, this is nuts.
0: Yeah, that was, see, that I <laughs> would find that extremely distracting. I would not be able oh. to do what I need to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't. I, have to, I just, no. So let's talk about your new single dropping. Yay!
2: Drippers and Schemers. I love this song. Like, I don't know, like a lot of artists, get self-critical they hit, make a song like ah i don't like that song no more i'm over it this one i'm not over like i keep hearing it and i still love it every time i hear it i get excited so um i'm so excited about it it's hardcore it fits right into the times it's you can play it in the club you can play it in the car yeah everywhere all platforms
0: and it's a it's a drill record yeah would you say it's drill yeah i think so i think it's got drill influences yeah definitely so i don't think it's like straight up drill but i I could definitely hear the influence on it so do you listen to a lot of drill i listen to a variety
2: of people like whatever you put on if it's good i listen to but i don't listen to a lot a lot of drill just i love drill don't get me wrong like i really love their flows and Mm -hmm. stuff like that especially uk drill artists Mm -hmm. but because i'm from london and there's just so much violence and so many like, unnecessary violence going on. I'm kind of on a drill brand.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because it's just, it upsets me because they're really wrapping what, not all of them, but it's happening. Like the stuff they're talking about is really happening. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like all the murders that's happening in the UK. It's, it's really upsetting me and it's not good for the culture. Um, and the drill is just really just talking about that. No, I just don't like that.
0: So is it centered around um the drill music in the UK or is the drill music just talking about what's going on in the culture?
2: Um How drill, Okay so how the drill in the UK is it started with no face no case right? So if mm-hmm. you're on camera if you look at UK drill videos most of the real underground guys that came up never had their face showing so everybody will wear a mask because it's all about, this is what we get into. So we can't let you know who we really are, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like Chicago rappers, they really be doing stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but the difference in the UK, they wear they wear masks and you can't see them in the video. You don't know who they are. So it's, it's real stuff that's really happening. But yeah. it, it's just, it's so dangerous in London, like inner city. London is so, so dangerous. And I... So yeah, that's my thing But I love the music Like you listen to it, you're like, oh my god, this is so catchy But it's just so violent But it's so catchy
0: I think the UK drill scene has a lot of dope female rappers That I don't think, we, like we don't see that on In the United States side of drilling. No, no you
2: don't It's so unfortunate I know, and that's exactly what I want to do There's so many, not even just dope drill rappers Like just rappers in general um, British rappers go hard like we really love music and love spitting those bars so yeah i'd love to shine a light on that
0: all right so what are some goals that you have for yourself at this point in your
2: career i really want to have more recognition i want to bring a light to female rap british female rap They you don't really see it you know you had mc light back in the day but she's not mc light god what was her name god forgive me for saying that empty light love you but it wasn't empty light um we <laughs> love empty light i love empty light but it wasn't MC. the british the british rapper yeah she was like a she made it she came to america money love money love okay so money love was from the uk british made it in america but we haven't had another British rapper since then. Even Estelle, you know, American boy, she started off as a rapper. Mm -hmm. That's how I knew her, as a rapper in England. But then, you know, she became a singer. Mm -hmm. Like Steph London, Steph London. She was um, a rapper in the UK, but came out as a singer, like, to get her started. But we haven't had a rapper be a rapper and come out. Lady Leisha, yes, but she's still kind of independent. And we've got MIA as well, which is British. So <laughs> I just want to bring a light to more female British rappers. So I, I want to hold the beacon.
0: I think that's got- my goal. And what can we expect next?
2: Oh, a whole variety of stuff. I've got, um, so I've got Drill. I've got some Trap. I've got some R&B. And it's all rap, rap, but it's like, it's so much fun. that like, this year is really, really exciting. And I love working with people like yourself who you can help get my story out and my new singles out because I've got some really interesting storylines with my songs that I love to share with everybody.
0: With R&B, are you, so are you singing or are you still rapping on the r and B? I'm kind of singing. I'm rapping, but I'm kind of singing as well. Multi-talented. Yeah, wait till you hear it. <laughs>
2: I'm singing like
0: how show I'm singing like how you know how
2: like Nikki sings, yeah, or how Missy Elliott kind of sings. So it's not, a, I'm not doing a whole um, Beyonce thing, but I'm melodic. And then is there anything else you want the people to know? Everybody, go follow me online pony underscore capri. I want to. Show you more of my personality, but I love interviews. I think that's the best way for me, rather than just talking to a camera screen, which is weird, like talking to myself on camera. You know how people do that? I don't know how they do that. Just be like, hi, guys. But I wish I could. So, um, but yeah, follow me online. Keep up to date. Watch my videos, my YouTubes, and um, thank you for the support. I really, really appreciate it.
0: And just one more time, what's the single called and when's it dropping?
2: So it's called Drippers
0: and Schemers.
2: Drippers I love that and name. Schemers,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it says drippers and
2: Schemers," drippers and demons, and there's a lot of them out here. And that's on all platforms.
0: Make sure everyone goes, go stream it, go run it up. Yay. Well, thank you for sitting down with me. I super appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much.
1: What's going on? I just want to
0: thank Pony Capri for granting us the interview. That was a good interview. It was a good
1: time. Do you want to hear how I feel about UK rap? Yeah. I feel like when we hear women rap in the UK, it's like, yes, it sounds fierce and awesome. But then when you hear the men rap,
0: it's not the same
1: feeling. No. I'm like, I don't believe you. There's no, you're not ghetto, stop.
0: her about like the origins of like the UK drill Mm -hmm. and in her interview she said that like they're really out there doing those things and over there they wear a mask so that you can't see their face because they're really out there doing those things it's not just a trend like that was just that just happens to be like the sound of the underground for sure which I thought was like pretty dope because especially over there I feel like we don't get like that aspect of it over here. Like, you don't like records will make it over here. Mm-hmm. So you hear the record, but you don't necessarily get to hear the origins behind it or anything about the culture or anything surrounding it. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah,
1: that's always interesting. I talk to a lot of UK people when I'm on, uh, well, before it was Periscope, but now it's like Omega sometimes. I'll meet people. We
0: get a lot of interest from UK artists to come on our show. Yeah. If you have a chance to link with somebody from over there, it's always a really good interview and it's always really interesting. I think it's good to branch out and learn about other cultures.
1: For sure. So, Jigga, Kelly, not guilty. <laughs> so, Trump got acquitted for his insurrection <laughs> trial thing. So, I mean to me I think the biggest deal was to prevent him from running again in the future. Yes. Um and you know to make a statement that that is not okay to do that. Yes. And uh and people died that day and and they really didn't even know why they were there. I can't stress that enough. Like there was just so many people there for just no reason. And they didn't even know what they were upset about. Um, and I don't know. He he. Uh. He got away with it, and but,
0: but not surprisingly, right. So, again, with the Republican Party, they needed to get seventeen. I actually just wrote about this this morning. I didn't write about the acquittal, but I had to write about the the process. The, yeah. yeah. So they needed seventeen Republicans to vote with the Democrats. It had to be 100% of the Democrats plus 17 Republicans to
1: convict. So they got all of the Democrats and seven Republicans. So they were short 10.
0: That's more than they thought. They were expecting about five. Really? Yeah. But to me, it's, it's... Well, so the Republicans also felt that they didn't... That Congress did not... Because he wasn't in office anymore, that it was like an overreach, they didn't feel like it was their jurisdiction to handle. So... which i guess it's unprecedented right we've never had a official leave office and then impeach them so i get that part but when is the republican party gonna break with donald trump
1: yeah like i just i expected them to go with it and vote to impeach him so they don't have to worry about that anymore because a lot of them were going through this dilemma of ethical and morals and also being a republican like oh we got to support this guy because he's our republican leader but he's also doing a lot of messed up stuff and what do we do so i figured they was going to want to be done with it too and i guess the
0: problem with the two-party system though like why so if you identify as republican why do you have to identify down your like vote down your party line if you are understanding of what happened is wrong. So if you come out, like Mitch McConnell is an example of that, right? Mm -hmm. Because he did not vote to convict. He said he wasn't going to. Mm -hmm. But last month, he spoke out against Trump's actions and said that the insurrection was a direct result of his speech. So how do you feel like it was a direct result of, like you're admitting that you know that he did that, mm-hmm. but then you're also admittedly saying I'm not going to convict him for something that I'm openly speaking about saying that he did.
1: Yeah. So I I don't understand that. I don't know. Maybe they want to be in the club still. Maybe they feel like their seat is in danger if they do that.
0: Well, I was reading, I was reading something else. I thought it was interesting, and they're saying that this whole thing, of like the QAnon and the conspiracy theories and all that stuff that it's actually fracturing the republican party hmm. because you have you know the moderates who are they're conservative but they're not as conservative as as that side of things right and so that it's kind of creating like two parties and one is like an extremist party and the other is more middle of the line
1: that's what it kind of looks like yeah. to me i just want to know what an extreme democrat looks like (laughs) (laughs) like what would an extreme democrat be doing
0: i was just gonna say it would be nice to see like if the moderate democrats could break off from being a democrat because so an extreme democrat would be like aoc okay you know what i mean like or or and i love him but bernie sanders like Hmm. they you know They want to just like support everyone in the country, which is really (laughs) okay. um, If the moderate Democrats and the moderate Republicans, right? So you have people that have middle of the road views, yeah. Like, I'm someone that has middle of the road views, I do not identify with Republicans and I don't identify with Democrats, right? So it would be nice if the middle of the road Republicans and Democrats did fracture off and form the third party. And now you have more diversity, right? So now you have, like, your extremists, if they want to, if that's where they want to be. Uh-huh. You have your extremists on the other side, if that's where they want to be. And then you have the people that are kind of, like, in the middle that have, you know, you might be a little bit conservative, you might be a little bit liberal, depending on what yeah, you Yeah, know but I mean? we could kind of work it out. Yeah. Like oh, I like that. more open to, uh, you know, voting across party lines. And taking into account other people's feelings instead of just being like this is what i believe in mm-hmm. and this is how i'm gonna vote yeah because that's not how the government is supposed to work anyway so i don't know maybe we're about to see a change in american politics
1: Ooh. that sounds like a good idea
0: right deborah for president
1: oh oh no Mm-mm.
0: oh so i can't vote for you I'm no next time. do not vote for me the donald trump hillary clinton thing because I, I that was just a whole mess of an election I, wasn't, no. I, voted, I voted for my local officials but i wasn't trying to partake in that nonsense yeah so this time i actually voted because i felt strongly enough that i had to vote one way or another yeah because i felt like i was a contributing factor to the downfall of 2016 oh my god but I wasn't happy about this year either. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'll just be hoping that whoever is the president doesn't make so many people angry to where they start trying to attack us and things like that. Like, if you could just make peace and don't do anything too radical. Like, I like the fact that he's quieter and he don't have
0: no, like, uh, like his Twitter account is not...
1: That was just a whole... It was so annoying to see that because I'm like, this is a national security issue. Like, the <laughs> stuff that he said on there, I'm like, I'm not allowed to say stuff like that. A hundred percent. So, why would you? He, he
0: did have head of state protections at the time, so he was able to say some more extreme things than the average Twitter user. Yeah. Which, obviously, that won't be an issue now since he's been banned for life.
1: Well, I was thinking about, like, the his security clearance and stuff. Like, you have a security clearance, and there and are things that, that you're Yeah.
0: Arbitrarily. Yeah. I was waiting for that to happen. Like, I figured, like, he lost the elections, Like, he was going to, like, blow up America.
1: Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine?
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) But but my whole thing with Biden is that, like, I'm trying to give him a chance. And not my first choice for candidate, not my first choice for president, but, like, I want to see, but like the policies
1: that he's like enacting, I it's a little bit questionable for me already. Well, I feel like for some reason I have this image of Joe Biden sitting at the desk and like a bunch of people like, okay, sign this one, sign this, sign this, sign this, because there was just so many executive orders. Like, what was? Yes, and I was like, is he even reading this, or are they just telling him what to write? I think next time the next election i want to see two new names <laughs> yes. that were not in trying to run have not ran we nobody's vice president nobody two new people yeah okay to be candidates that's what i want and we could
0: i g- think as voters we need to demand better like we need to start vote. like you know what like mitch mcconnell like he should not have won re-election like he's been in there for two million years yeah for some fresh blood. And like, you know what? If they're not going to vote in his state, like if they're not going to vote non-republican, like that's that's okay. But in the primary, vote him
1: out. Right. Yeah, th- I don't know what's up with these term limits. I'm I'm wondering when they're going to address it because yeah,
0: it's time. Like we got to start rotating people out. It's
1: not even reasonable cuz times change and views change and you but have the people these people don't don't. Yeah, and, and you know they can't help it this is the thing they can't help how they were raised who their parents were what was yeah. going on at the time when their yeah. views were shaped yeah. do you think that went. they just up and change their whole mind now like no they're still the same people yes. and it was fine for back then but it's not now the
0: thing about it too is that when they're campaigning especially for president they're going to say whatever their voter base wants them to say right so they're not tell you what their voter base wants them to tell them their agenda is and then they get in office and they start doing different things yeah and, and so we need to start holding people accountable for things like that yeah we
1: definitely need to check out what people do after they get elected and uh call them out for it
0: and that's what the thing too is like Joe Biden had a record of 37 years like we couldn't check trump's record right like we at like all just from like his personal life like what his what his views were but like with biden like he's written policies for almost 40 years like we knew what we were getting into you know what i mean and somehow he still ended up yeah as the pick i don't know he's got four years to audition yeah if he does not make it onto the next round then
1: hopefully we get some new blood in there next time new completely different yeah so you got four years think about it Yeah, American Idol. Yeah, <coughs> as as Simon Cowell. Him, you suck. <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. Who is that, Randy? That's Randy. Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. Oh my god,
0: it's but that's sad that said, that's what American politics has come down to. For real. Oh, on that note, what else we got? That's it. That's it been out of time. We were just over here chatting about politics because it's easy to get. So it's like a rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, because you're always just trying to figure it out. Well, like yeah. maybe, and you think of it, and you're like, no one's gonna hear this, yeah, and change anything. Congrats. Well,
0: thank you everyone for listening in. You can find us at info at Remember to send us any resources you think that we should publish. Your political views. If you don't like our political views, we would like to hear that
1: too. <laughs> no, we would not.
0: <laughs> I would like
1: to hear
0: what huh. y'all have to say. <laughs> um, send us new music,
1: jokes, recipes,
0: book reviews, anything you want. Yeah. Talk to
1: us. Go to our website. I'm going to make our website look cool. Go for it. I've been working on it. It's got to be all interactive and. It's gonna be cute. So we'll have somewhere to put music videos that you guys send us that we can't play on the radio because. Yes. <laughs> and
0: then all socials are in the field radio: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Are we anywhere else?
1: No. Right? No, not yet. Dun, dun dun dun! Oh, YouTube! Oh yeah, especially YouTube.
0: Yeah.
1: Spotify. Apple
0: Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Yeah. And uh definitely don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, comment. We need all that support. All of it. And we'll check you guys
1: next week. Talk to you later.
0: In the field, radio ninety one point three FM WVKR for KC Independent Radio.
1: Thank you for chilling with those chicks on Mondays.